Welcome back to Menu TV Reviews. I am your host, Mo, and today we are discussing Jenny and Georgia, y'all. Yes, season one, episode two, titled, It's a Face, Not a Mask. I hope everybody is having a wonderful weekend thus far. Oh, it's almost time to go back to work. <laughs> or school. I mean, school should be ending for a lot of y'all this coming up week or, you know, within the next month. So, to all the graduates out there, congratulations, okay? Y'all take some time to figure yourselves out before you take that next step, okay? And if you already know what the next step is, kudos to you because a lot of people don't. And it's okay to take that time out. I just want to tell y'all that just in case nobody else did. So anyway, let's go ahead and get the episode started without further ado. So we start the episode off with Miss Georgia, honey. It is five o'clock in the freaking morning and she is screaming like somebody has hurt her, y'all. <laughs> so she rushes into Jenny's room and she's like, oh my God, I have a hair. I have a chin hair. <sighs> yes, she is turning into a little mini Chewbacca, you guys. But she has a right to be concerned, I guess. Okay, this is her first day at work after all. And she's trying to put on her best for Mr. Paul Randolph. Okay, not only is she excited for this job, but honey, she is trying to trying to potentially hook this man. All right, y'all know what she doing. So anyway, she asked Jenny to, to pluck it. And she also tells Jenny that of you know, of course, this is a sign of her aging. It's like a death sentence. And if she actually had the chance to, she would skin Jenny's face and wear it as her own. <laughs> Jenny tells little mini Chewbacca to be still while she tweezes it. And she says that, wow, this is actually quite long. <laughs> so Jenny goes on to mention that, of course, her mom, Georgia, is beautiful. Okay. And she knows that. But she still guards her beauty. You know, like somebody finna just come in and steal it. <laughs> so then we hear Georgia say that um, wearing makeup is supposed to be a face, not a mask. And so as she's saying that, we see Jenny come into the bathroom and we see Maxine and the rest of the girls, aside from Jenny, of course, doing their makeup in the mirror. And they are trying to look very good because they have uh, auditions after school for sing sing the musical okay and so maxine wants to make sure that she puts on her best face and so um they end up asking jenny does do they want her to or do does she want them to help her apply her makeup and she was like no actually i don't really wear makeup like that she usually goes natural and i mean she doesn't even need makeup she looks gorgeous so anyway Jenny also goes on to say that she usually wears her mask all the time because where, regardless of where she goes, she never fits in. Either she's too black or she's too white, all right? She never, she never truly is able to find a sweet spot. And so then, of course, as the girls are, well, after they asked Jenny, did she want uh, help putting on some makeup? Y'all, Maxine was like, oh, well, I don't think I have the right colors. But, of course, she's oblivious to anybody but herself she was saying that she's got like the snow white baby effect going on anyway <laughs> just then this girl walks past them honey and her makeup is wild she look like a little young kim k or something like that 
and I forgot to tell y'all, I'm gonna try to warn y'all if I see it um pop up when the episode starts. There is like somewhere in this episode in this uh show, because you know I do like scene for scene sometimes. So they did mention self-harm. So if that is a trigger for you guys, please um I'll tell you guys when to skip ahead. All right. So the girls are walking out of the bathroom and Maxine is basically putting Jenny up on game. Okay, and so they introduce her to all the different color sections in the hallways after they tell her about um sheesh i forgot her name already but anyway the girl that walked past in the bathroom apparently she does cocaine for fun but she's got the best ass in school <laughs> and then they talk about the uh hallways like i said red is for like the jocks and all of them but usually it smells like axe down there and then they got the other hall um like where there's this deaf kid that Maxine is cool with because her dad is deaf and her mom is on one of the committees. Um, and then they also have their hall. Okay. This is for the artsy fartsy type of people, the cool sophomores, because nobody who isn't cool tells other people that they're cool. So anyway, they sit down and um, Maxine tells Jenny that the girls, the three of them, usually go by the the pseudonym or uh, synonym man, and I forgot their names, y'all. Besides Maxine, but anyway, Maxine has the suggestion that maybe they can go by Jeanette, Jaman now, or something like that, including Jenny. All right, and so then this other girl comes up. Her name is Samantha, and according to Maxine, Samantha's been trying to get in this group for quite some time, but they just they not vibing with her, okay? She gives off a like a weird, weird signal for them. So anyway, she be trying too hard. So as Samantha gets ready to walk up, um, one of Maxine's other friends tells Maxine, hey, let's take a walk. So as uh, Samantha comes up to Jenny, they start to make a little bit of conversation. And Maxine's friend is like, hey, why are you trying to mess with what we got going on already? Okay. And so Maxine was like, hey, you know, Jenny is cool. All right. But the friend is like, man, you just want somebody to date. All right. Try to go for somebody that's actually a lesbian. But the girl that she suggests, I think her name is Rachel, something like that. She puts the, I ain't going to say the word that she said. But anyway, she's, she's an uber lesbian. All right. She don't want to go that far. They start, you know, laughing. Meanwhile, we go back to Samantha. Samantha is asking Jenny, what are you? Because you look really exotic. And I'm just like, girl, pump your brakes, ma'am. <laughs> Jenny, can you put her in her place like you did the teacher? Anyway, so as they're having this conversation, Marcus comes up and kind of like side bumps her. And I'm like, dude, you are too old to be acting like this. But okay. So anyway, she tells Samantha that she's going to catch up to her in just a second. And she tries to pursue Marcus, but then she runs into another girl that's part of like the black clique. And she's trying to tell her that she's the captain of the field hockey team. And she's wondering, you know, if Jenny would be interested in coming to play because they don't turn down anybody that wants to participate. And so she was like, yeah, that's not really my jam. I'm not really athletic. I'm usually a go and beat the other team type of chick. <laughs> And so she was like, okay, well, I also, you know, am a part of this leadership class. If you want to come in, our first date, um, our first discussion that we're going to have is this coming up Thursday. And you're more than welcome to join. 
So it's a lot coming at Jenny all at once, and she's not quite sure where she's going to fit in this school. Meanwhile, we go over to Georgia. It's her first day in the office, and Nick, uh, who is Paul's campaign manager, is walking her through all of the need-to-knows, all right? Passwords can be found here. This is what we did last week. This is what you usually have to do once a month, once a week, etc. right? <clears throat> so after he does all of that, Paul calls everybody to assembly for morning meeting. And um, they're going over everything. And apparently there was like some big push to get um, like this dispensary approved for green gardens. And I mean, to put it simply, Nick dropped the ball. Okay, he couldn't get it approved. And apparently that was part of Paul's big campaign re-election push. And so for this not to go through, a lot of people are going to be disappointed. Of course, the moms who were strongly disapproving uh, for the cannabis push are going to be excited. But everybody else that was rooting for it, yeah, no. They may just have to go with another candidate after this letdown. Um, but what I did see, and maybe Georgia saw it as well, is maybe she can try to persuade some type of agreement to happen so this can actually get pushed through before it's time for re-election. But I also peeped something else, too. I'm not sure if Nick may be having stronger feelings for Paul than than what what is on the surface y'all i'm not sure because when he told paul that he let him down it was just like a kid you know saying getting told that they were disappointed um their parents telling them that they were disappointed in them type of situation i don't know but it it seemed like it was on like some lover type stuff maybe nick has a crush on paul we'll see but anyway back over to jenny Jenny is in class and they are lining up because um, class is over, but the teacher is handing out their pop quiz results from when they took their quiz the other day. And he says that a lot of them didn't do well. He's very disappointed in majority of the class. Only one person actually scored 100 on their test, and that was Hunter. All while Maxine is telling Jenny about some girl um, that's very talented, and she posted a video on YouTube doing some song that she hit like 90% of the notes on so she's pretty sure that she's gonna probably get the lead role for the sing sing musical but we'll see so as she's giving her the inside scoop on this girl I think her name is April um the teacher ends up handing back Jenny her test and while Maxine got a 69 on hers, apparently he was lying because Jenny also made 100. But we know that that teacher don't see it for Jenny, y'all. Keep reading his ass, though, Jenny. He deserve it. So Georgia is sitting down at her desk in the office, and she is going over all of her financials. And it ain't looking good, y'all. Two of her accounts are well past overdue, all right? And, um... The one account that she has left in good standing is about $800 in there, all right? So, of course, she's down and depressed about that while Nick is over there going through what in the world happened with the Green Garden situation and why it didn't go through. So, he's going on there and he sees that, of course, the historical building didn't pass the permit test because it needs an upgrade to the electrical system, which... 
of course if you're going to be running a dispensary then you need all of the electrical stuff in there so georgia was like well is there anything that i can do and of course nick gives her the up and down and was just like you can go get lunch and she was like no i didn't i didn't mean lunch i meant the green garden situation is there anybody that i can talk to and so he was like from what i was told you didn't graduate from high school okay meanwhile i went to whatever college he said he went to and studied poli sci and ended up getting his job okay so i guess his qualifications definitely outmatch hers but there's always different persuasions for each person and georgia knows how to persuade people so he ends up telling her why the permit didn't go through so at least he's given her the idea of what she may need to do outside of his lines and so he was like and besides all right the only people that paul usually dates the women that he dates usually smell like persimmons and pilgrims <laughs> which i don't know what that last one smells like but okay so anyway he tells her to go ahead and get lunch and so she leaves on out he's pretty rude i guess he's feeling uh threatened by georgia's presence in the office so anyway we go over to austin austin is in class and the teacher is calling everybody to attention and she says that she's getting ready to announce the star of the week okay and so she ends up saying that because austin is new to the class then she figures that it would be okay for him to be the star of the week this week meanwhile zach is pissed okay his nose is slowly healing he's got some bruising still <laughs> but he says i thought i was gonna be star of the week because he just got a new drone and so austin ends up asking what star of the week anyway and so zach gives his definition of what star of the week is but it's not quite that and so his teacher ends up explaining to him the star of the week is basically when one student is selected to bring in something from the outside world that reflects who they are on the inside you think you can do that by tomorrow austin he says yes he can so then we see him and jenny they are at the store and he's asking jenny is he weird because that's what a kid told him in school today and she was like what you are wonderful okay and don't let anybody tell you any different and so she tells him to go ahead and pick out whatever he's going to pick out and she'll be right over here in just a second. So she ends up walking away and she goes to the pharmacy counter and she ends up asking for a plan B and the lady is asking her, does she have a coupon? And so of course this lady is giving her a hard time because of stereotypes, I'm sure. Um, and you know, just probably some other biases how she feels about this whole plan b thing but anyway she asked her does she have a coupon and so she was like what <laughs> if i bought a coupon wouldn't it be considered a plan a and not a plan b <laughs> and so then the lady gives her a little bit more pushback and was like you know the boyfriend usually comes in and gets these things oh really now is that right and so she was like well I thought that your job only consisted of you handing me the medicine that I'm going to take and telling me to have a good GD day. All right. And so she ends up uh, handing her the medicine, telling her, have a good day. That's what I thought. You go ahead, Jenny. Keep telling these folks off, honey. They're going to know about you in just a minute. So Ellen and George are sitting down for a glass of wine and Ellen wants to know how George's first day went at the office. And so she was like, girl, I'm gonna need more wine in this, okay? It was that bad? Yeah, it was that bad. 
So as she's finna get ready to tell her about her day, her husband Clint comes down, and I'm not sure if Georgia knew that he was deaf or not, but either way, um, she's introducing him to Georgia and vice versa, and he's asking her how she's like in Willsbury thus far, and she describes it as a cat being on a marble floor. And I've never heard that saying before, but Ellen basically describes it as it being awkward. <laughs> So Clint apologizes for the mishaps thus far, and he goes to go join Marcus on the couch. So then we see Maxine come down, and y'all, she is dressed, okay? Like, she finna go on a hot date. And so Ellen was like, where the hell you going? Because last time I checked, a C- minus does not permit you to go out on a school night. And she says, Mom, this is, okay, this is completely cool. I'm going out to go see Romeo and Juliet. This is for AP class. And no, this is not the cool one where you've got the guns and the cars and all of that. This is the one where they have on more clothes. It's boring. It's a snooze fest. And so then she goes over and asks her dad for uh dad for money. And again, George is kind of filling out the whole scene here with the deaf thing. And so um she comes back over and George is like, hey, can you give this 20 to Jenny? And so she ends up taking it and um then Ellen and um, Georgia continue to talk, all right? So then we go over to Jenny's house, and Maxine is going to go check on Austin. Austin is doing his project for a Star of the Week, and he's using his letters that he's written to and from his dad, and he's putting that up on the poster board. So cute, y'all. Oh my God. Meanwhile, Jenny is upstairs and she's reading all through these directions for this plan B, honey. She ends up taking it with nothing to chase it down. And I'm just like, girl, I'm sure that tastes awful, but okay. So then we go back over to, uh, so it, yeah, Max and Jenny, they're finna get ready to head out. So then we go back over to Ellen and Georgia and she asked what ended up happening with the green garden dispensary and so ellen gives her the scoop that honey cynthia was pissed because of course you know she's a um the spokesperson for like the mom pta or whatever the case may be and so she says that she was really upset because they lost um that argument for the dispensary not moving here and so then she ends up telling Ellen, like, hey, I just want to let you know that, uh, yeah, Maxine is not going to the movies for English class, not dressed like that. And so she was like, oh, my God, I felt as a mom, this, that, and the third. And so she was like, girl, what are you doing? Because Ellen went to go grab her keys and she was like, I'm going to go somewhere. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going to leave. And she was like, no, uh-uh, we got to figure out where they're going does maxine have an instagram and so she ends up pulling up the parent friendly instagram page and so she's like oh no nah, this ain't it this is this is the page that she put up for you okay where's the real page and so she was like how do i get to that and so she was like girl let me give you the scoop so she ends up finding like several pictures of maxine's friends and like tagging it and then i guess requesting her as a friend so they're gonna get to the bottom of that but back to this whole Cynthia thing. So she says that, um, of course, Cynthia was pissed that she lost the vote for the dispensary not to move here because apparently she feels like 
if a dispensary comes into town, then all of the kids are going to magically become stoners, which I mean, for Marcus, it's already too late. <laughs> so Jenny and Maxine end up going to the secret hideout to go hang out with their friends, you know, do a little smoking, a little drinking. And so as they're coming down, Maxine tells Jenny that she told their uh, moms that they were going to the movies for English class. So that gives them two hours. And so Jenny is like, yeah, my mom knows we're not at the movies. <laughs> and so they go to sit down. And of course, um, Abby and the other girl that are a part of men are giving her a hard time. But it's all in good fun and giggles, right? So they end up passing the bong over to Maxine. And she takes her hit. And then they pass it to Jenny and the guy who grew the weed is telling her to be careful because that pooty tang hit hard, honey. But Jenny ended up taking it like a pro. So Maxine, all the while, is getting a request on Instagram for Vivian Lee. And so she ends up asking the group who that is. And Samantha tells her that she thinks that it's some girl that they knew from school. And so Maxine was like, all right, cool. So she ends up accepting the request. And so then um, Georgia and Ellen are at the house and they start looking at all of Maxine's stuff on her real page. And we see that there's a video of Maxine and one of her friends taking shots at their, I guess, their vacation house for the summer. And so Ellen is like, oh, she is so grounded. <laughs> <sighs> So then we go back over to the group, excuse me, y'all, and Abby mentions, or no, Samantha ends up mentioning something about, hunt. no, mm -mm. it was Abby. Abby ends up mentioning that she thinks that Hunter is still in love with Samantha. And of course, we get the inside scoop that Samantha and Hunter actually dated all of eighth grade. And as a matter of fact, he took her virginity. Okay, it was real cute. Eighth grade, wow. Um, so anyway, she tells them that all of this went down over a picnic in a field. It was sweet and romantical for her. Um, and so Maxine was like, Abby, what the hell are you doing? Okay. Because she was like, I think Hunter still has the feels for you. And Samantha was like, Oh no, he definitely does not have the feels for me. Um, and so then of course, Maxine tries to intercept and make light of the situation and says that Hunter has a big penis. And as a matter of fact, he's number two out of all the boys that they measured over this past summer. He's only bested by Brody. And Brody is one of the kids that was telling her to go ahead and hit the ball because, I mean, it's peer pressure, duh. <laughs> But he's like one of those total jocks. It's like all, you know, bronze and no brains, right? So um, Maxine also mentions that Hunter is a good kisser. And so then Jenny is like, wait, why are you kissing Hunter? I thought you were. And so Maxine was like, gay? It's okay for you to say it out loud. I'm gay. <laughs> so they end up having a conversation about that. And Maxine says that she actually kisses everybody she's made out with everybody in the group okay and so she ends up telling abby to come here and then her and samantha and the other girl that's part of men end up having a more in-depth conversation and samantha is still being very problematic when it comes to jenny's race and so she ends up asking her which one of her parents are white again ma'am 
we don't really know each other like that. What the, what the entire if, okay? So she is still nice about it. And she says that her mom is the one that's white. And so she was like, oh, okay. I could definitely see that. I want to have babies with a black man so I can have cute little mixed babies. Get it out of here. Like, I can see why they don't want Samantha to be a part of the group. Abby is problematic too, but we're going to keep going. So then Samantha ends up mentioning uh, something or the other girl mentions that Hunter, Brody, and Jody are a part of some group called the 3SB, the Three Sexy Boys. And so Jenny ends up asking where Hunter is and um, the other guy named Press tells her that he's either um, at some practice or he's at choir practice or something, doing something um, to eventually become the president one day. All right. He's totally aspirational. So um, Jenny and Samantha end up having a conversation because the girl asked Jenny who she likes musically. And so Jenny says that she likes Lana Del Rey and somebody else. And so Samantha is like, oh, well, Lana Del Rey is so basic since she went mainstream. And you know who else has went mainstream? Lady Gaga. I mean, after that whole meat dress that she wore, like, I think she went so basic after A Star is Born. And so, of course, because Jenny is starting to feel the effects, or maybe not, because I don't, I don't think she hit it that many times. Um, but she ends up giving like a whole dissertation as to why she thinks um, Lady Gaga is complete genius. Okay, not as much as Judy Garland, but still genius all the same. And that's why she loves her so much. And so Press was like, yeah, I remember the first time I got high. So Jenny calls herself sneaking into her room, y'all. <laughs> and when she turned on the light, y'all know how parents is, honey. They, they will sit up and wait for you, okay? So that's exactly what George is doing, honey. She is laid up in her bed drinking on her glass of wine. And so... <laughs> She ends up asking her how the movie went. Of course, Jenny knows that she knows. Okay, but nobody else knows that we know. That they know that we know. <laughs> Either way, she ends up telling her that they went over to Brody's house. And she was like, oh, were they snorting caviar and talking about Aspen? And she says, no, they were smoking weed out of a bong. Okay, well, she definitely wasn't expecting that. Did you smoke? She says, yes, I did. Is that okay? And so she was like, it's cool. So then Jenny ends up mentioning that she got super hyper-focused on her arms when she was high, which she didn't know that that was a thing, but I guess, you know, these types of things happen when you get high. <laughs> and so then Georgia goes on to say that the first time she ate an edible, she pulled out all of her eyelashes. That's strange. Very strange indeed. And so she was like, is that it? You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know how them parents is. It's like they have a third eye type of situation. We, we know our spotty senses be tingling. And so, of course, she goes on to mention no sex the next step is intercourse okay you know the p and the v type of situation jenny of course is freaked out because she does not want to have this conversation with her mom although she's had it 
numerous times over the years. It's still weird, okay? <laughs> so Georgia ends up making her promise that when she is ready to lose her virginity, that she will come to her. Oh, Georgia. So <clears throat> she says they make a joke about um, the cows and how her womanhood is going to be degraded after this. And she says, no, I'm just going to get less money for you. All right. No, I'm serious. You know, once you're actually ready to take that step, promise me that you will let me know. And she says that she promises her. <clears throat> so as she's leaving out, Georgia thanks her for allowing her into her space to let her know about smoking the weed for the first time. Y'all, I love their relationship. Let me just say that. Like, I know that, you know, both of them have their faults, especially Georgia. But I am so, like, I, I love their relationship. So anyway, as she's walking out the door, Jenny gives a nod to the Vivian Lee uh, character that she has made up on Instagram because Scarlett O'Hare has been canceled. Georgia tells her that she loves her and she leaves out. So then this is when Jenny's wall comes down, y'all. And she visibly gets upset because she knows that she has already crossed that line and broken that promise to her mom. Now, I was just glad that she didn't find the plan B because I was like, where did she hide that? Like, did she throw it away? Did she leave it on the bed? Because when she was going, um, when she was going to get ready to leave her house with Maxine, she hurried up and took the pill, but... We didn't see what she did with the remaining contents. So I was like, Lord, please don't let Georgia find this. Maybe she already has and she hasn't said anything about it. I'm not sure. But either way, Jenny gets visibly upset. And this is my warning, y'all, because remember I told y'all I would tell y'all, skip, skip ahead probably about 20 to 30 seconds. So she gets visibly upset. And then we see that she closes her door turns off the lights she pulls down her pants and y'all remember when she had that lighter last episode she pulls the lighter out and y'all she burns the inside of her leg and we see that she has been doing this and i'm not sure if she does this every time she gets like super duper upset or if i i don't know if this has become more of a um a more consistent thing as the years have gone by because we see that there are other marks there but yes y'all she is burning herself. Whew. So anyway, it's the next day and they're in school and it's Jenny, Maxine, Marcus, and his girlfriend, Pagma, something like that. I don't know that girl name, but Marcus's girlfriend. They're all walking down the hall and Maxine is saying how Ellen busted her <laughs> or lying to her about where she was going. She's super duper ground to hell. She's actually surprised that she was able to still come to the auditions and now that she thinks about it she's really wondering if she's actually going to be able to make the sophomore sleepover what the hell is a sophomore sleepover it's sort of kind of like junior prom it's it's a really sexy version of junior prom <laughs> but for sophomores this is what they have to look forward to because they can't go to prom. Now, if somebody asks you, because I know like when I was in school, somebody had to ask you if you were um, in a, a lower classman or underclassman, right? So, 
if they get asked, can they still go? Or is this like strictly a junior, senior type of situation? But either way, she's wondering now if she's going to be able to actually go to that. We'll see. So Pagma ends up saying something about them going to junior prom and she's super excited. And Marcus is like, well, that's all the way in May. Like, what, what are we talking about here? Or March or something. And she was like, oh, you're such an idiot. She ends up giving him a kiss. And um, <laughs> Jenny ends up telling Maxine that she's got these bathroom. She's like, okay, I'm going to come with you. No, girl, hang back, okay? I do not need your assistance to wipe my butt. So anyway... <laughs> She hangs back and she wants to talk to Marcus because things have been super awkward between them since, you know, he took her virginity um, and stuck his penis inside of her. So he was like, oh, wow, are we really doing this right now? And she was like, we don't have to do this right now. I just wanted to let you know that I was responsible and I took a pill. And she walks off. This is finna get really awkward, y'all. So Jenny is in class when she catches her period. Don't oh it really sucks being a woman sometimes. I'm sure we've all run into that situation where we've been somewhere and it just be like, hey girl, <laughs> I'm here. That's exactly what happened to Jenny. She ends up asking Maxine Maxine for a tampon. She gives her one. She's getting ready to go to the bathroom, y'all. When she trips over a desk and the like, she lets go of the tampon. The tampon hit her right in the face, y'all. So embarrassing. So, that's that. <laughs> then we go over to Austin, y'all. Austin is in class, and he is the star for the week. So, he's showing off all of his letters that he and his dad have um, corresponded to and from jail. And so he was like, but my dad isn't in some ordinary jail, okay? He is a wizard. And he is being held in Azkaban for dark magic. And so the other kids is looking at him like, oh, <laughs> this is so not cool. And that little shit, Zach, y'all, I normally don't talk about kids like that, but he is a little turd okay so like and i mean that so austin is presenting and zach is like oh my god wizards are not real dummy like just blatantly bullying austin and then austin was like they are real tell him and so zach is like man my drone would my drone is real and it would have been so much cooler and so, of course, you know, teacher don't really know what to say in this moment, but she gets saved by the bell, literally. It's time for recess, y'all. Zach is a turd. That's all I'm going to say. And, yep, nope, I'm just going to leave it there because he a kid. But he doing his job as an actor. Good job, little boy. So then we go back over to Jenny. She is, like, stabbing her eyeballs out because she is so full of embarrassment about what happened and so the girls are talking to her and she's like oh my god you know everybody gets their period like it's cool whatever <clears throat> then hunter comes over y'all hunter is so sweet he's got a bag of chips because apparently when his sisters catch their periods they all crave salt and so he was like yeah you know my bad for not being there last night i had to do some last minute tutoring but maybe we can hook up sometime soon and she was like okay he was like, see you. Oh, my God. 
The girls are so excited for her. So then Maxine says that she's got to get ready to go to audition. Okay. Love you guys. Mean it. Have fun shopping. We hate you. Kidding. So they look at Jenny and um, the nice girl that she was talking to the other day, not Abby. Um, what's her name? Nora. That's her name. Nora. Nora was like, oh my God, we were so going to invite you to go shopping. Um, so do you want to go? And Jenny was like, mm, okay. So they're going to go shopping, y'all. So the girls are going shopping. And when I tell y'all peer pressure, it's real out here in these streets because Jenny done fell in with the wrong flock, obviously. Well, at least these two from the flock. So the girls are walking around the store. They're making jokes, laughing, giggling. Abby's talking about her boobs. And Nora is joking about Abby's boobs. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Abby asked Jenny about the shirt. Does she think that she should get it? So Jenny is doing anything that she can to try to fit in with the crowd. And she was like, yeah, sure. So Abby straight up popped the tag off of this thing and do a whole five-finger discount. Stuff it right in her jacket. Then she goes over to a jury display case, grabs some of the jury off of there, clear, just like in plain sight, opens up her arm sleeve to her shirt because she's got on a long sleeve shirt, and then drops the jury down off at her sleeve. So then she pull, she pulls a pair of earrings off the display, and she holds them up to Jenny's ears, and she's like, oh my God, these would look so cute on you, don't you think? Jenny, take them earrings, y'all. And she put them in her pocket. Now, as much as you were complaining about how your mother ain't this and she ain't that, she she was trying to put you up on game. So you wouldn't be making these same mistakes. And here you are. But I mean, you know, everybody got to live and learn and make their own choices and go through some of those things themselves. So I get it. We was all teenagers at one point in time. So as they're going to get ready to leave the store, the the manager on duty or the worker there ends up, you know, flagging the girls before they can jet out. So we go over to Georgia. Georgia is at work. And Nick reminds her, hey, girl, it's one o'clock. It's time to go get lunch. So she was like, uh-uh, okay? I done peeped you. You got a crush on Paul. And he was like, oh, definitely not. No, it's strictly professional. I have an admiration for him, like the Obamas, the Kennedys, like Jake Gyllenhaal. He's cute too, okay? But what about Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> or Ryan Phillippe? So anyway, Georgia starts laughing because she spotted it like I did, all right? So <laughs> she was like, uh-uh, it is your turn to go get lunch. Go. He was like, oh, my God, you are being such a bitch. <laughs> so he gets up and goes to get lunch, y'all. And as soon as he leaves out, she gives it a few seconds before she runs over to his computer. She looks up something something that specifically highlights lawn bowling in his itinerary for the rest of the week, I'm assuming. And she gets whatever she's looking for out of it. So as she's doing that, she gets a phone call, obviously, about Jenny's uh, shoplifting situation so she goes down there and clearly not my child okay and she was like oh I caught her and Georgia was like so 
out of the three girls that were here, you decided to just see about mine? Is it because she's black? You racially profiling up in here? And so she was like, no, I saw her take a pair of earrings. And she was like, oh, honey, I work for the mayor, okay? And I think it would be pretty interesting for the town of Willsbury to know that one of its elitist stores down here is racially profiling. And so, of course, you know, George is like, well, I can pay for them damn earrings. And as a matter of fact, I can pay for that jacket over there. And I can pay for this and pay for that, too. Go ahead and ring it up. You take cash. That's right, Georgia. Shut her ass down. But handle Jenny in just a second. So they get outside. And um, that, again, I don't be talking about kids like that, y'all. But that little turd, Abby, had the audacity to tell Georgia that she didn't know that Jenny was shoplifting. And so then Georgia give Jenny and I like, these really your friends? This is what you really going with? And she tell them to go ahead and run along and she going to ski that on with Jenny. So she ends up looking over across the street and she sees WGI Realty or something like that. And I don't know what the significance is just yet. But when she goes over there, she runs into Cynthia and she was like, this is your office. And I don't know if that was a compliment or if it was like some shade. But either way, Cynthia ends up <laughs> diverting her comment and was like, hey, so Zach was really upset about the fact that Austin took his uh, spot for Star of the Week this week. You know, he was really excited to show his classmates his drone. And she ended up throwing some shade about Austin's uh, presentation and how she felt like his failure wasn't all his fault when it came to him showing off what he, you know, what he was bringing for the class. And so she was like, well, what do you think about it? And of course, Georgia don't care about what the hell she's talking about. Okay, she got more important things to be thinking about. And so she was like, I think whatever you think. So... Yeah, Cynthia is shady boots too. Georgia gonna end up getting her ass eventually, but she see whatever she needs to see and then they end up leaving. But before they leave, Jenny is like, what a star of the week? And she was like, honey, I don't know. I can only handle one child crisis at a time. So Georgia ends up taking Jenny to a late lunch and they start having a conversation about whether or not the store was really racial profiling does it really matter at this point? I mean, we're just lucky that they didn't press charges at this point. And so she was like, look, why are you doing this? This is clearly not how I raised you. You know better. You're so much smarter than this. Why did you do that? And she says that she did it because she wanted them to like her. Ma'am. It doesn't matter how many crimes you commit, okay? You're never going to be one of them. They will never like you like that. Did you see how fast the redhead was ready to throw you up under the bus? Okay, just let that be there. You're not their friend. Hell, they're not your friend, okay? You need to get away from that. And so Joe comes over and she's like, oh, Joe, 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 Joe. He's like, oh my God, you're here. It's you. Uh. <laughs> 
And she is finna get ready to order, but more importantly, she wants to know if he's hiring. And he says, we're not hiring right now. She says, oh, you could have fooled me because all of these people around here are being unserviced at this point. It looks like you need a whole bunch of help. And so she puts on that flashy white smile. And of course, you know, she's got power over him. It's the power of blackmail. <laughs> and he ends up hiring Jenny only part-time and she can start on the weekend. So now Jenny has something to occupy her time versus getting in trouble with that damn Abby. She is a turd, y'all. <laughs> so then we go on to later on that night. Georgia is in bed and she's having all these flashbacks of how when she was younger, the lady that was trying to, um, that she ran into that was initially trying to protect her, she, the lady is showing her how to shoot a gun. Okay, and so Zion comes over and he's got his camera. And he was like, oh, you in the guns now? She just flashed him a smile. And so he ends up asking her, has she ever been to Utah? And she was like, yeah, I vacationed there. <laughs> Being real sarcastic. So he tells her that he's finna get ready to leave and go to Utah. She was like, oh, you're leaving? You do remember the part where I told you I was on a road trip, right? Well, Zion wants her to come. And we don't see what her answer is, but I'm going to assume that maybe she did because we remember seeing them on a motorcycle in one of those flashbacks. So we'll see. So Austin's teacher is going over English in class when a lady from the office comes in. Y'all, she has a tote full of popsicles. Super duper excited. She says that um she hands them to miss jacobs that's the teacher and miss jacobs says that these popsicles are courtesy of austin's mom and so of course all of the kids run up and they're super excited including that little turd zach and he's gonna get ready to go reach for a popsicle when miss jacob tells him that in the note there was a reminder that his mom doesn't like him to have sugar so he's got carrots instead y'all she is petty so all the kids are super excited about it they're thanking austin austin is the man on campus right now y'all that's what you get you little turd zach so then we go over to um <laughs> then we go over to um what's her face jenny She's in the hallway, and we see Maxine. Oh, well, she's looking at Abby and Nora, right? They're doing their own little thing. And then we see Maxine coming down the hallway, and y'all, she is stoked because she got the lead. Yes, okay, she is pop-locking and dropping it all over the place. Super-duper happy. So, of course, she comes up to uh, Jenny, and Jenny congratulates her, okay? She gives her a big old hug and Abby and Nora looking on like, hey, what's up, Maxine? And she was like, girl, turn around. Okay, we are ignoring them because what they did to you, that was some BS. And at, she said, Abby something, but Nora is terrified of Georgia. Okay. <laughs> so good. Jenny's got at least one decent friend in her corner. I'm glad that Maxine didn't, you know, 
do the usual clicky thing inside with her girls that she's been knowing a lot longer than Jenny because they were totally wrong. So the excuse me, y'all. So then we go over to um Georgia. So y'all remember when I told y'all that she was looking at the itinerary on Nick's uh computer when he went to go get lunch? Well, it did say something about lime bowling, but I had no idea what was about to happen and how this was correlating with Cynthia. So Jenny wants to know why in the world they're there. And she says that she's there because she wants her to celebrate nearly missing being uh having a misdemeanor charge and she wants to cheer austin up and then she ends up seeing nick and she goes to see nick and jenny was like yeah my mom is being a total skank <laughs> well i mean you do what you gotta do sometimes so she ends up saying oh nick it's such a coincidence seeing you here you know so they end up having a conversation because she invites him over to do lawn bowling. This is so lame. Do you guys actually have like bowling alleys? Does anybody do lawn bowling? If you're listening, let me know if you do lawn bowling. But anyway, he comes over and starts, you know, giving Austin some pointers. And she ends up mentioning the whole green gardens thing and why it didn't go through and he reminds her that it was for an electrical issue as far as like having proper ac and she says hmm that's funny because isn't that uh wasn't that you know speared by cynthia whoever whatever her last name is and he was like yeah it was, it was speared by her and then she says hmm again hmm what well it's just funny because Cynthia's office is literally right next to that one. They share a wall and she has air conditioning. So if she has air conditioning, then it's pretty safe to assume that that place is going to have proper air conditioning too. So we know that Cynthia probably got that shut down, even though she knew that they met the requirements to get the permit. Yeah, Nick and Georgia are finna team up and not Nick. Paul and Georgia are finna team up and be on some mischievous stuff. I'm loving it, y'all. So Jenny is in her room, y'all, when Marcus has the audacity to sneak his behind back in her room. <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, are you serious right now? I do have a door. And so he was like, look, I'm just coming over here because I'm just trying to make sure that we're okay because you seem kind of upset and so i'm not sure if it's the effects of the pill or if she's on because she's on her period like i'm not sure but jenny is super emotional and so she just like emotionally vomits her whole day okay she says that you know he was her first and it wasn't how she expected it to be and you know, now they've got this big sex secret, which she can't even tell her friends about it. And how she saw this kid littering earlier today. And she literally started weeping because he's not even thinking about saving the planet. Okay. It's a whole disaster. And how she is one of seven, one of seven black kids in the entire school and she just got caught shoplifting by some with some people that she thought were her friends is not really her friends her life is just a whole cluster f at this point okay it is slowly burning down and she has no control over it and so he grabs her close because now she's like outwardly crying at this point 
So he grabs her close and he hugs her. He was like, well, I was your first. She looks up at him. Yeah. And so, y'all, he starts to kiss her. And she starts to get into it a little bit. And then, thankfully, her brain taps back in. Jenny, what are you doing? She's like, what? what? Wait a minute. I literally just told you that I had to go get this plan B. And apparently, I didn't even have a coupon. And this was something that you were supposed to do. <laughs> get out. Get out now. So she ends up laying back on her bed. Y'all, he heard up and cash up her $25. <laughs> Which infuriates her even more. So she's screaming, right? Georgia comes in her room because she heard her. And she was like, what is wrong? And so I'm thinking that she's going to tell her, like, what happened? No, she's like, I'm mad at you. I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at this whole thing. And she was like, I know you're mad. I should be mad at you as well, okay? But I know just the thing to cheer you up so y'all they go downstairs and they have this living room dance party so amazing so cute we don't see this anymore y'all so they're just having a good time and as they're dancing jenny's kind of like stand standoffish for a second um and so as she's looking at her mom in austin dance she is saying when she looks at her mom at certain angles she realizes that she doesn't know her mom but in the same token her mom don't know her either, okay? And so she ends up saying that all her life, all her mom's life, she has always had to transform who she is to fit in and adapt to her environment. And she's always been a chameleon. And she says that she loves Vivian Lee and that stuck since she was a kid because Vivian Lee was able to make dresses out of curtains, okay? She's making full-blown lemon meringue pies out of lemons, <laughs> So then we get this montage because at this point, Jenny is pulled over to the, the living room dance party and she's having a good time too. We get this flashback of when Georgia and Zion were on their road trip. So she did go. They were on their road trip and they stopped at a gas station to get some stuff. And we see that Georgia did her own shoplifting. Okay. But this was with the man that she was entranced with at the time okay and so they're both picking up different items and putting them in their jackets and all of that he put he grabs some glasses and puts them on his face but then because i'm pretty sure they're probably in a not so black friendly town <laughs> once he sees the because it's like a gas station slash mechanic shop so the mechanic comes over and he looks very hateful and um, he looks at him, Zion takes the glasses off and was like, yeah, I'm out of here. So he still got the stuff that he done put it all up in his jacket, honey. So she was like, give me a minute and I'll be out in just a second. So I'm thinking that she's finna cover up everything that they done stole by playing it off and buying this pack of gum. Not only does she grab a pack of gum, but y'all, as he's finna get ready to ring her up, she pull out this gun and tell him that she's gonna take the gun and everything that he's got in the register. All while Zion is sitting out here on this motorcycle, y'all. Fully unaware of what Georgia is doing. This is crazy. So then y'all would get the wind down montage, okay? And so if some of these things are out of sequence, I apologize. So we see abby and nora they're coming over 
and George is tending to her her flowers and she ends up complimenting Abby on her shirt so she already know what time it is they are terrified of her so either way she still allows them to go up and see Jenny and Jenny is on her laptop when they come in and she's like what are y'all doing here and she was like oh girl we bought you some makeup okay but why <laughs> like why are you here why did you do that and so Abby ends up saying that um a lot of the cosmetic places around there are racist and they wanted to find her specific shade because earlier in the episode of course it was mentioned that they couldn't do Jenny's makeup because they didn't have her particular shade so now they found it now I'm not sure if they paid for it with receipts or if they shoplifted all of that <laughs> But either way, they've got it. And for whatever reason, Jenny lets bygones be be bygones. And unfortunately, Maxine is still grounded. So that's why she's not there to participate in all of their shenanigans. But they end up taking a picture. And then they post it on Instagram, which we know that Georgia sees. Um, and they do this to make Maxine jealous. All right. So now they're all good to the goody good. And they make up Jenny's face. So then we go over to Georgia. Like I said, she's looking at the picture that the girls just posted. All while she's writing Austin, y'all. Austin is thinking that his dad is writing these letters to him when it's been her the entire time. And yes, she is writing them from Azkaban. <laughs> That's the return address on there. It's so cute and thoughtful. Ugh. But we know why she's doing it, okay? So anyway, as she's doing that or finishing that up, we see that she is now applying for a credit card, but it is not under her name, y'all. She is putting this under Austin's name. Now, we all know some people who done did some stuff like this where they done put some stuff in their kids' names. Let's not act like we, we ain't familiar with this. So then um, we go over to... Cynthia. Cynthia is leaving her office for the day or for lunch when she walks outside and she sees that next door Green Gardens is being set up. Yes, it was able to roll through and she is like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, you thought we wasn't gonna make it happen. Shame on you. So then um, we see Georgia but this is when she's a kid, okay? And she goes back to where she grew up because y'all remember in the first episode, she had got beaten up. And I, I wasn't sure if this was somebody that had touched her, but I know that this was somebody that had abused her in one way or another. But either way, she returns home and she now has a gun. The same gun that she probably held up. What's your face with? We see that... We see that it's some people waiting outside, okay? So I'm assuming this may be the motorcycle club. So I'm not sure if Zion is with this part or not. But either way, she has a gun. She pops back up and her mom is like, oh, Mary, no, no, no. And so the guy answers the door and he was like, oh, you got some nerve showing your face around here. But when she pulled out that pistol, honey, he, okay? Then he started begging. So... She ends up getting him on the ground and she's got this point, this gun pointed dead 
in his eye y'all he is literally staring down the barrel of a gun and so she was like an eye for an eye right and she ends up i'm thinking she's gonna get ready to shoot him in the eye and kill him y'all know she ends up moving the gun over because he's got his hands up she shoots him dead in the hand bet you ain't gonna touch nobody else so then um like i said we get the wind down montage and jenny is saying how if beauty was a loaded weapon georgia or if beauty was a weapon georgia would be locked and loaded all the time and then she says that she um was never understood she's always uh she says that she's never felt beautiful that's what it was and she says that she's always been hiding um and she felt like she's never been seen even by her mom and she goes on to say um, that her mom always tells her that makeup is a face, not a mask. And if somebody can basically tell you where your makeup ends and where your face begins, then you've done something wrong. Okay. But she understands her mom, the hiding, the disguising, the changing. It's always a constant, right? So then as both of them complete, um, their night routine where they're taking off both of their makeup because Abby and Nora did um, Jenny's makeup. <sighs> they're, they've removed their makeup for the night and then we get the backstory, the full backstory on Georgia. And this comes by way of a private PI. And this is Kenny's ex-wife getting information from the private PI that she's hired. And he tells her that Georgia used to go by Mary and when she was six years old her parents split up and her dad well her mom's name is Daisy her dad is somebody who is currently incarcerated okay when she was six years old her mom ended up remarrying and uh, I think her dad is locked up for attempted murder okay but when she was six her mom remarried and from the time that i think they said she was 13 or 14 to like when she was 18 she was off the grid but we know that this is when she decided to either join the motorcycle gang or go be with zion and she he also gives up the information that she ended up having a baby by a guy named zion miller who is a photographer and although um although they never married she took on his last name and then she also goes on he also goes on to say that you know he gives the information about Austin's dad and how he's currently incarcerated as well for fraud and embezzlement and I think that is it she's been on and off the grid just because she's constantly moving around and that's it really as far as the information but um she ends up asking him um where she is and he tells her the location and she was like all right do you think that we stand a chance to you know get what we need out of the whole situation do you think we have a case and he was like i don't know but i'm gonna go up there and squeeze everything that i can out of her okay and if anything is to be found out guaranteed that i'm gonna find out when i go up there and he says that he's leaving first thing in the morning so y'all 
Georgia got some people coming for her. I hope everything turned out well. But that's how the episode ends, y'all. I'm sorry if I sound a little bit more distant. My phone was finna die. <laughs> but that's the way the episode ends, you guys. Please let me know what you think. This show is getting good. I like it. It's kind of like... um my sister had once said that this show reminds her of little fires everywhere if you have never seen that show oh my goodness i'm not even sure if they still have that on hulu but y'all that show was everything it was amazing but anyway let me know what you guys think you can reach me at me and you tv reviews on facebook and on instagram you can also reach me at my tv reviews podcast without the s on the end at gmail.com i'm still trying to do my whole youtube thing but the way that i got it set up it's only giving me like 10 minutes so i'm wondering if maybe i can squeeze like my reviews into 10 minutes i know it's not gonna be as detailed but it's a fix until i figure out how in the world to get like the whole review up or to get the money up to pay for a monthly subscription so I can have the whole thing put up but y'all let me know okay because your girl is struggling (laughs) but life is good though you guys I'm here I'm present y'all I love y'all with my whole heart okay I appreciate you guys for coming back every week for new shows old shows I love y'all and I appreciate you guys so much um I hope you guys have a wonderful safe work week school week play week whatever that week looks like for you because we're gonna get ready to get back into this thing time to get them coins and time to get them grades all right y'all so until we meet over the airwaves again I am Mo and I will talk to you guys soon bye